What is up and welcome to the 49ers Camelot show. I am honored that you have decided to watch or listen wherever you are. And so I would ask you a quick favor. If you wouldn't mind, please like the video um, if you're watching on YouTube and hit that, uh, that bell that subscribes you so that you're notified whenever we go live. If you're listening somewhere, then please rate and review us. Uh, help us out with that, uh, but I really appreciate everybody taking the time to watch or listen. We're going to jump into some things here today for the 49ers. Uh, four essential fixes to break the 49ers losing streak. So they are were back at practice today. I think they have the day off tomorrow, but today they were back at practice. Of course, they travel to Jacksonville over the weekend to play the Jags on Sunday. They they have that early game on the East Coast, and so those games don't really benefit the, uh, uh, the visiting team, especially when that visiting team is on the West Coast and they have to travel that far um, and, and, and play earlier than, the, than what they're used to. So that doesn't benefit the 49ers, and they're going to be playing a really tough team. I mean, that uh, that Jacksonville team, they're good. Their defense is really good. They have a good young quarterback. Um, they're, they're able to do a lot of things. Now, we're going to be rooting against them, not only on Sunday, but all, all the rest of the time I root against them just because Trent Baalke is there. But I, I think this is going to be a tough one for the 49ers. Could they end up losing four in a row? It's very possible. Now, I think the 49ers are going to come out and play like they should play, and I think that we'll see a different outcome. But before we jump into that, uh, let's look at some news today. Looks like the 49ers opened up the uh, practice window for Samuel Womack, Daryl Luter Jr., and Robert Beal Jr. So, the juniors and Samuel Womack, he's Samuel Womack the third. So the juniors and the third guy getting in Samuel Womack, um, second year guy, second year corner. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what kind of, you know, if he's able to, to see the field and if he's able to become active, um, looter junior, he's, um, he's a rookie corner has not practiced with the 49ers. And so with, with him being on the field today, this was probably his first practice since before July, I think, because I think that he was injured before the 49ers even started training camp. So I don't know that he practiced at all. Um, Robert Bill Jr. Um, also uh, really did not, uh, did not practice uh, a whole lot. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, back in training camp. So, um, big opportunity for these guys to show what they can do to, to show that they're healthy and that they're ready to go. I've seen some people out there saying, all right, uh, so Robert Bill Jr., <coughs> he's going to be playing. So that means that Drake Jackson is going to be going back to, uh, not being, not playing. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, if, if Bill Jr. hasn't played at all this season, then I, I think it's going to be hard for him to just come in and just knock Drake Jackson out of the way. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see uh, if, 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 if he really makes much of an impact. I, I still kind of think that Robert Bill Jr. is going to end up red shirting this year, uh, so to speak. 
I just think that uh, it's going to be hard for him to crack any kind of play in time. And, and maybe even the same thing for um, Darrell Luter Jr. Um, so it's going to be tough for those guys, but uh, at least they're practicing now and it's going to be fun to see what happens. So let's jump into this four essential fixes uh, to break the 49ers losing streak. These are four things that I think that they need to do when you lose three straight it's really important that you come back, especially in this case, they're coming off of a bye. They need to come out just storming the field and just ready to wreak havoc and show everybody that they're back and, and start winning some games. It's time to end that, that three-game losing streak and start a new winning streak. And I think that they can do it, especially if they do these four things. And these four things are really based on the, the bread and butter of the 49ers how they're built, how they're structured. So let's take a look at it. The first thing that they need to do is tighten the run defense. So the 49ers have been really good against the run for the last handful of years. And uh, they started out the season really looking good against the run. And then all of a sudden the Cleveland Browns come along and uncharacteristically, the 49ers can't stop the run. Some guy named Jerome Ford averaged 4.9 yards per carry Kareem Hunt had 3.9 yards per carry, scored a touchdown. The Browns ran for 160 yards, and that's and they did it on 4.7 yards per carry. So the 49ers just could not stop the run against the Browns. Now, Minnesota didn't exactly run all over the 49ers. Uh, they only had 74 total um, yards on the ground. But Alexander Madison had 4.9 yards per carry. Now, he only had eight carries, if I remember right. And so for some strange reason, Minnesota went away from him. Now, I think the strange reason it was that Kirk Cousins all of a sudden started hitting every possible uh, open receiver that you can hit. And so I think that the Vikings just decided, hey, let's pass the heck out of this game instead of run it. But it's kind of what the Vikings have been doing all season. They, they start out running the ball, and then they get away from it. And this was no different. Uh, so then the Cincinnati Bengals come along and the 49ers couldn't stop the run or the pass in that game. Uh, so Joe Mixon had 87 yards rushing, only 16 carries. So that's 5.4 yards per carry. Joe Burrow had 43 of his own. Like every, every time he would take off, he averaged 7.2 yards per carry. And so they finished with 100, 134 yards on the ground. And I mean, as you know, the damage that they mainly did was through the air, but they were able to do a lot of that because the 49ers couldn't stop the run. And so when you compare the three losses to the five wins, you'll see that the 49ers stopped the run much better in those losses. For example, the New York Giants only gained 29 yards on the ground. Pittsburgh Steelers had 41 yards rushing, and the Cowboys had 57 yards rushing. So the 49ers, in their wins, stopped the run pretty well. I mean, the Cardinals ran the ball okay against the 49ers. They had like 106 yards on the ground or something like that. The Cardinals are built to run the ball. They're good at running the ball, and the 49ers uh, had a little bit of trouble with them, but for the most part um, did fine. But uh, – 
But that's the that's to me the first thing defensively. Everybody's talking about the pass rush, and I'm, I'm going to get to that in a minute. But to me, it all starts with the run defense. They have to stop the run. There's just no other way of, uh, about it. I mean, the reason this 49ers defense has been so good over the years is because you couldn't run on them. So they would make you one-dimensional, and then those pass rushers could just really pin their ears back and come. But when you can't stop the run, you can't make the offense one-dimensional. And so that's that's the problem that they've had, and, and they really need to start uh, stopping that run. So number two is get home with the pass rush. Uh, so this has been the thing that's gotten a lot of attention a lot of talk uh, has been made, even some some recent trades made uh, with that, that in mind, getting to the quarterback. So according to PFF, Pro Football Focus, the 49ers lead the NFL with 156 combined quarterback pressures. Now, Pro Football Reference, which is the one that I tend to go more toward because Pro Football Focus just they put a, put things out there that a lot of times just seem crazy off to me. And so uh, Pro Football Reference has the 49ers defense with only 88 uh, quarterback pressures. So you can listen to whichever one you want. One says 156, one says 88. That's a huge difference between the two. Not really sure why it's that way, but uh, I they, they just measure things they measure pressures differently. And so um, choose who you want to listen to. But the, either way, the 49ers are doing well uh, as far as putting pressure on the quarterback. Um, if pro football focus is right, um, again, they're saying that that 156 pressures leads the NFL. So if they're right, then, then the 49ers are doing a good job getting after the quarterback. The problem is... They only have 18 sacks so far on the season. And so while pressure is important, you've got to get to the quarterback and you've got to make those sacks because when these quarterbacks are getting rid of the ball, we're seeing problems in the secondary. And so if the 49ers can start sacking the quarterback more, it's going to help the secondary, the, the, the pass coverage, a lot more. And so that's something that we need to see. Now, the good news is, the 49ers traded for uh, for Chase Young, and Young is bringing his 38 pressures and his five sacks to San Francisco. So he actually was on the practice field today. So um, not only was Darrell Luter Jr. back, not only was Robert Bill Jr. back, not only was Samuel Womack the third back, but uh, Chase Young was at practice for the first time. Also, Debo Samuel was back in practice. So that's really good news uh, as well. So according to Pro Football Focus, Nick Bosa has 24 pressures, <clears throat> which is uh, uh, 14 less than what Chase Young has. Bosa has three sacks, which is two less than uh, Chase Young. Armstead has 11 pressures, two and a half sacks. Hargrave, seven pressures, three sacks. So those guys um, just need to get it done more. They need to put more pressure on the quarterback. They need to actually get home and sack the quarterback. Randy Gregory uh, is just a part-time player, but he has five pressures and one sack. Uh, Cleveland Furl has eight pressures, but only has half a sack. And so 
really you're not counting on Cleveland Furl to be getting after the quarterback. He's in there more for the run defense. Um, Randy Gregory, like I said, he's just a rotational piece. So uh, it's these guys like Armstead and, and Javon Hargrave and Nick Bosa. Those are the guys, along with Chase Young, who really need to step it up. They have to not only continue putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback, but they've got to get home and start racking up more sacks. So number three is revive the offensive running game. So in the 49ers' five wins, they've rushed for at least 124 yards. 124 was actually their lowest in their uh, five wins. Um, I think their, I think it was their lowest by like 30 yards or something like that. Uh, maybe even maybe even a little bit more. Uh, but in their losses, they struggled to run the ball. Now, not having Debo Samuel for most of three games, not having Christian McCaffrey for the Cleveland game, not having Trent Williams for two games, and then that Cleveland game in which he played, he was on a severely sprained ankle that whole time, the you know, most of that game. So having those injuries to those players will definitely impact your run game, especially because the 49ers like to use Debo Samuel. They like to run behind Trent Williams. And so that's that's for sure going to have a big impact on your running game. Now, in the Bengals game, the 49ers rushed for 113 yards, but 57 of those came from Brock Purdy scrambling. Now, McCaffrey had 54 yards rushing, but uh, uh, and, and he had four four and a half yards per carry is what he was averaging. The problem was he only had 12 rushes. So for some reason, they didn't really run, keep running McCaffrey like they normally do. And, and maybe it's because Trent Williams was, was not there and Debo Samuel was not there. And, uh, and maybe it's how the game was just kind of unfolding. But I, they, they probably could have run McCaffrey more. Now, against the Vikings, there just was nothing there. McCaffrey gained th- only three yards per carry in that game. So here's the thing. The 49ers are a run first team. They're built this way. And, um, and, and it stayed that way through those five wins. So in all five of those wins, they ran the ball more than they threw the ball. But in that Cleveland game that all of that changed. And so in all three of the losses, they passed the ball more than they ran. And so that is for sure an issue because this team's success is predicated on a good rushing attack. It's predicated on stopping the run uh, when they're on defense. And so if they can't stop the run and they can't run the ball, then this team is going to have a hard time winning. So that's one of the things that I think they need to do. Not only get back to running the ball more, but they need to get back to running the ball more successfully. So not just running the ball more. You can't just run it uh, 30 times a game, even if you're you know picking up like two yards per carry. They have to have some success in there. And I think that with Debo Samuel back, I think that's going to help. Still don't know about Trent Williams. He did not practice today, um, which isn't a big deal because the practice today was basically a bonus practice. And so I think the 49ers are off tomorrow. So, uh, which is Tuesday. So I think on Wednesday 
that's when we should know more about where Trent Williams is at and all of this. Uh, so the 49ers have to revive that running game. And number four, they have to eliminate back-breaking mistakes. So Brock Purdy has thrown five interceptions on the season. All five of them have come in the last three games, the, the three losses. Um, of those five, uh, four of them have come in the fourth quarter of, of the last two losses. So the Minnesota game and the uh, uh, Cincinnati game, both of those losses, Purdy threw four interceptions in those two quarters, uh, the, the two fourth quarters. He also uh, fumbled the ball uh, late in that Cincinnati game. So that's uh, five fourth quarter turnovers for Brock Purdy in the, the last two games. Now, I'm not picking on him because he's not the only one who's really blown it. Um, Christian McCaffrey fumbled in Minnesota when the 49ers were inside the 15-yard line. Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle have both dropped multiple passes in recent weeks. In the Cleveland game, they committed 12 penalties for 105 yards. Now, I, th I think in the other two games, they only had about five penalties, but they just seem to keep coming at the worst possible time. Um, they've missed way too many tackles on defense. There have been breakdowns in coverage. There have been mistakes made. Uh, we all remember some of the things that Charvarius Ward has done or Diamador Lenore has done. So they just have been sloppy and making a lot of bad plays. Can the 49ers turn it around? Of course they can. What they have to do, though, is stop making so many mistakes. If they play like they're capable of playing, if they revive that running game, if they start bringing the quarterback down, actually getting home in their pass rush, and if they can stop the opponent's run game, then I think the 49ers can get back on track and start a winning streak, break up this losing streak. But they have to do that because Jacksonville's a tough team. After that, they have Tampa, which you know they should be able to beat them pretty easy. But uh, but then, then we we said that before Cleveland and Minnesota as well. Um, but then after that, they have Seattle, Philly, Seattle, and then I think Baltimore's coming uh, is is in there at some point uh, right after that. So they have some tough games coming up, and uh, it's going to be a really tough stretch. So they have to do this. How are they going to do it? They've got to tighten up that run defense. They've got to get home with the pass rush. They've got to revive that offensive run game, and they've got to eliminate back-breaking mistakes. If they do that, then I'm confident they can turn this thing around, um, maybe maybe even still get home field advantage. It's going to be tough because they're two games behind Philly right now, but for sure they can at least get that number two seed um, if they just – turn things around and start winning. But uh, that's all that I have for today. Uh, hope hope to be back next week, uh, or not next week, later in the week to uh, preview the uh, 49ers-Jags game. And so I will probably also be back at some point later this week to do a mailbag uh, for 49ers Web Zone. So I'm working on that right now and hope to have that finished uh, later in the week uh, can, can come in here. That's always a lot of fun to do. So, uh, so all right, everybody, be, uh, be good out there, and I'll see you later this week.